welcome to Success Gyan podcast. This is Surendran Jayshekar, founder and CEO of Success Gyan. Success Gyan is India's leading platform for personal and professional development. Our goal is to make 8 p.m. the learning hour in this country. So every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 8 p.m., we'll be bringing in world's best trainers to speak on topics which will help you become a better version of yourself in every area of your life. The strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. In today's episode, we have India's leading career coach, Savan Kapoor, who's here to talk about team conflict, a critical problem that every organization faces. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, welcome to the Success Gyan podcast. This is Savan Kapoor with you. And today we are going to talk about how to handle team conflict. It indeed is an interesting topic because this is what working professionals have to deal with day in and day out. See, uh, I've noticed, uh, you know, especially as we've been through the pandemic, that organizational conflict is emerging as a key workplace issue among a lot of people that I coach. You know, they tell me that there is a lack of will or even a lack of skills to deal with conflict and have many theories as to why this occurs and what happens when it takes root. You know, from being an unwelcome distraction, conflict in a team or a department can spread very quickly and it can damage relationships. It can lower productivity and, you know, employee morale. And in extreme cases, it even leads to things like absenteeism, you know, sabotage, litigation, and even strikes. So why are so many people experiencing conflict at work? See, I think there are two key fundamental factors uh, given the post-COVID environment of today. First, the matrix structure that is uh, adopted by so many organizations has resulted in unclear reporting lines, increased competition for resources and attention and general confusion as managers try to develop an appropriate management style. Second, the globalization that has happened has caused change and restructuring so that businesses can operate much more flexibly. You know, there has been a rapid growth in things like virtual teams and, you know, with people of different backgrounds and cultures working across vast regions and geographies and time zones. And email and electronic communication are the most practical ways to connect, but these can be anonymous and impersonal. And they can often lead to misunderstanding. So in addition to matrix management styles and globalization, there are a number of other sources that can also lead to conflict. See, uh, people come from different cultures and different cultures have different, you know, codes of conduct and different assumptions. For example, business in a country like India is so much more relationship based as compared to business in the West. And these differences in culture can give rise to conflict. Uh, another source of conflict can be differing values and opinions and beliefs. And these are a very common source of conflict where, you know, one's beliefs being different from others can make them less acceptable to the other. Uh, another source of conflict can be the lack of sensitivity to race or gender or age or class or education and even ability. This is conflict based in discrimination. And this is one of the worst forms of conflict. Another source of uh, conflict can be poor people skills, especially communication. 
it is important to recognize that the tone in which one communicates is more responsible for being perceived appropriately than the actual words that a person may use. I mean, I will go so far as to say that 90% of the acceptability of your message depends on tone and not on the actual words. Another source of conflict that I see is, uh, you know, uh, the workplace today is volatile. It's very fast changing. And a dynamic workplace requires people to be able to adapt quickly. And people who have a hard time with this can often land up showing their inflexibility. And that creates conflict. Uh, and another source of conflict that I see is, you know, the, the limits that are placed on resources. May they be physical resources or even psychological resources. You know, when the workload goes up, so does the conflict. When you have more to do, it causes stress. And this stress can lead to situations of disagreement. So what are the ways that one can manage conflict? So how can managers ensure that it does not escalate out of control? See, typically, managers have used five key styles for managing conflict. Uh, one is using force. This is using your formal authority or your power to satisfy your concerns without much regard to the other party's concerns. Another way of tackling conflict that managers have used is accommodating, which is allowing the other party to satisfy their concerns while you neglect your own concerns because you, you value the relationship more. Uh, another third way of managing conflict is avoiding, which is not paying attention to the conflict and not taking any action to resolve it. A fourth way is compromising, attempting to resolve a conflict by identifying a solution that is partially satisfactory to both parties, but not fully satisfactory to either party. Uh, and a fifth way is collaborating, which is cooperating with the other party to understand their concerns in an effort to find a mutually satisfying solution. Another way to look at conflict is to decide the relative importance of the issue and to consider the extent, you know, to which uh, priorities or principles or relationships or the values that are at stake. And power is, a not, is also an important variable in this, in this game. You know, it's an important issue. How much power do you have relative to the other person? See, as a rule, I would suggest and recommend that collaboration is the better way to deal with important issues. Although forcing can be used sometimes, especially if time is a very big concern. If there is a, a very close deadline and you need to have your say in how to get the matter through. Uh, for moderately important issues, compromising can lead to quick solutions, but it doesn't satisfy either side fully. Uh, and nor will it foster innovation or collaboration because when you are uh, compromising, you're looking for the path of least resistance. Accommodating is the best approach for unimportant issues as it leads to a quick resolution and it doesn't strain the relationship much. And lest we forget, you know, conflict does have a positive side. It can promote collaboration, improve performance, foster creativity and innovation, and even deepen the strength of a relationship. What most organizations and managers fail to recognize is that conflict operates on a spectrum, on a range, if you will. On one end of the range is artificial harmony. And artificial harmony is represented by agreeing with the other person in words, but not in reality. 
it is where you maintain the harmony of the relationship by being a a yes person a person who displays agreement uh because they value the relationship more the other end of the spectrum is where you attack the individual it's a personal attack and that is a damage that is absolutely unaffordable for companies and becomes nearly irreparable see artificial harmony still has some benefits in situations where the matter is not that important to you you can afford to display artificial harmony because you are valuing the relationship more but if you use personal attacks that will never yield any good outcome see the beauty of conflict is when it operates in the middle of this spectrum you know that is when it is managed because when it is at the middle of the spectrum then it is shedding light on the matter and not heat on the matter and while the dialogue and the debate may be intense both parties speak up because they share the common goal of achieving the best outcome at the same time one must realize that this is best achieved where there is a deep mutual respect for one another and a presence of a high degree of trust as a manager one must learn how to mine or how to dig for this type of positive conflict where people and teams feel psychologically safe and do not compromise on their commitment to the cause they feel they are able to speak their mind because the focus is on getting to the best decision and not attack anyone or simply agree for the sake of agreement conflict when managed can really help an organization create and sustain a competitive advantage in the market when conflict is used as an asset in this positive way it brings out the best thinking and in fact it helps achieve superior consensus and this becomes the base for people to display true commitment to the cause that is at hand and only when one is truly committed to the matter at hand does one go that extra mile therefore you know if you know how to manage conflict correctly it can actually help an organization hold people accountable for results and produce excellent results and performance i hope this little uh, podcast added to your morning your afternoon or your evening whenever you're listening to it it has been a pleasure to be here with you and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode take care have a great day and a wonderful week thank you so much for listening I'm sure this podcast helped you gain an understanding of how to handle team conflict. Do share this with your friends, family, or anyone whom you think who needs this information. Savan Kapoor will be live in the upcoming master classes and summits. For more details, log in to www.sgsummits.com. This is Surendra Jayashekar. Until next time, love yourself. Don't take life too seriously. Strive to become a better version of yourself. Give more. to get more and always keep inspiring